We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Aaron Rodgers looking for Devontae Adams. He's got it! DJ Moore has a pass to the end zone. Jonathan Taylor, touchdown. Hello everyone, welcome back to Rotoviz Overtime on Rotoviz Radio, brought to you by Blue Wire. My name is Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. My co-host, as always, is Sean Siegel. Sean, I'm going to give a plug at the start of today's show. I usually do it at the end of the show, but uh, any suggestions for topics or um, you know content ideas people would like to see on the podcast over the next couple of weeks or months, send them to me either on Twitter or email them at rotovizradio at gmail.com. The other thing we are planning out our kind of guest list for guests. We're going to try and have one guest on each week on the podcast. So anyone that has any guest suggestions they would like to see or hear, let us uh, know them as well. But Sean, uh, we are going to be talking about some best ball picks from a recent draft that you did along with Blair Andrews. We're going to look at those double-digit rounds, pick out some spots that we think are interesting. So that should be a lot of fun. We teased it on the show um, earlier this week on, on Wednesday's show that we are planning to do some best ball drafts ourselves. So I'm looking forward to, to diving into that. We are trying to pick a time where we're going to get those drafts done. Uh, at the moment, those drafts all are at 2 a.m. Irish time. So I may be doing, uh, I may be forgoing sleep to make sure that we get some good podcast draft content. And Sean, when you're targeting that top prize, you got to put in those those late nights, got to put in those hours to come, come in first place. You do. And I've heard that people draft the best at 2 a.m. So it seems like you probably have an advantage. It's not like, I mean, it's not five or six in the morning. That's when, you know, the the strike squads uh, attack your your house and, and your residence there if you've been up to no good. 2 a.m., you're still functioning at, at peak levels. The uh, In fact, I was reading recently that you really should go to bed at 10 and get up at six because the time period there from 10 until you know two ish, your body releases a, a flood of chemicals that are very rehabilitating. But if you instead stay up, then you get a second wind and you know, you, you don't, your body doesn't fix itself, but from 10 to two, I mean, you're just, you're, you're firing on all cylinders. It's, it's the, the best for the mind there because you know, you've essentially hacked the, the system is, is there any correlation between those chemicals and best ball draft success Hasn't well yeah i mean if 
has that been proven? Anytime that you're you're doing something to across an ocean, then you, you have a big advantage because people don't know what the Irish think are is the best way to attack this. And so you, you've got that. <laughs> but uh yeah, so now looking forward to those should be should be fun. Um hopefully we get that done. Might even be coming out in the next week or so so stay tuned for that if it, if it does happen we will be mentioning it obviously here on the podcast let you know about it the easiest way to get all that if it if it does happen in the next week or so is those bonus shows will always drop on the road of his ot podcast feed so make sure you're subscribed there sean this draft you did with blair andrews and um, you have read up on the website uh, basically up to round 10 so far but a lot of people will look at round one round two round three see where the players are and i often find when it gets to drafting People will know all the players going in the first four or five rounds, but then you know that's where they really let themselves down after that point is where the players uh, are going, where the the spots are to pick those players. And um, I, I also think that the further you get and the closer you get to round 20, if you're in a 20 round draft, but if you're in a 28 round draft, the closer you get to that end spot, the more mistakes tend to be made. And you know we talk a lot about roster construction and something that I've learned a lot with drafting from you is kind of drafting in reverse and, and seeing what players are available at those spots so we should see some opportunities here again this season um interesting to see how some of these rosters are constructed at the back end off these drafts was there anything standing out for you and and this particular draft that you did in terms of um some of the decision making and the roster construction in the back end where, where players have gone well the first thing is that we did start with jonathan taylor and that's always difficult because you know blair and i want to come out and essentially take no running backs if if you ever want to do a pure zero rb draft where you just simply don't take any then blair is your man he is your partner there uh so we but we had the one-on-one and you don't necessarily get that that often so we felt like we had to go ahead and take taylor and get that exposure but then our second running back was drafted in round 14. So sometimes when we talk about modified zero running back, people will get frustrated and say, look, I mean, that's that's not what you're doing. You know, you took a running back in the first round. You can't consider yourselves to be zero RB in any way, shape, or form. And yet, when you look at this, there aren't a whole lot of other drafters out there who are taking their second running back in round 14. We loved this draft. We did take... Uh, six seven consecutive running backs there to finish so we finished with eight running backs total yeah anyone who has ever talked with peter overset knows that the later you get in the draft the better value running back becomes related to wide receiver the whole way there so that part of it was fun we get the running back early and then we go 12 consecutive picks attacking other positions and part of that column part of the reason why it's so fun to do these early drafts is you can take some of these rookies you know, coming off of doing the Rotoviz rookie guide and getting that content out there, it was pretty fun from round 10 to round 20 to take six rookies. And so that part of it, I think, also gives us an advantage because we're looking at this and we know that those guys are going to rise as we get closer to the draft. And perhaps only four of them rise and two of them fall, but those four risers are going to give us some picks and an overall construction that other drafters don't have a lot of exposure to and, and hopefully you know you can't ever guarantee this but hopefully have a difficult time kind of matching up with once people see where these rookies go yeah and uh, i i mentioned this sean every time we touch on this topic but 
Curtis in particular has done good work up on the site around the value of the rookies increasing after the NFL draft. So I agree there with what you're saying. Some of them might drop off, but uh, we'll probably see a couple uh, around rise and, and some of those guys. So that's going to set you up um, well there. Obviously, we talked through some of the other picks on previous shows, but you, you go on a run from round 14 through round 20 here. Couldn't get enough running backs at that point. Um, are you baking into that some of the fact that some of those running backs may also drop off in value, or was that the plan going into hit running back as hard as that in those final rounds? Well, we would have been very open to taking running backs in that sort of 10, 11, 12, 13 range. We did need one more quarterback to get sort of the two QBs in the QB window and to give us flexibility to not take a third. Now, there are some interesting guys really late. Sam Howell, for example, not drafted at all. And while there's a very good chance that he ends up drafted into a situation where he has to sit and wait for his season there's also a good chance that he's the best quarterback in this draft and if he does get an opportunity that he scores a lot of points and so for 31 qbs to go and for him not to go gives you a sense of okay well you could have probably saved a pick for the 19th or 20th round and been in a situation where you selected someone who had a lot of upside wasn't the same type of wasted pick that some of these other guys are because some of the picks in rounds 18 through 20 really have virtually no value at all but we were looking at running back, and once we got the great values on the rookie wide receivers in rounds 10 through 13, we knew then that you're going to have to take a lot of volume at the running back position. And this is kind of one of the interesting things with the team that you and Blair and I did was that we ended up with almost too much running back firepower, right? If we had been able to substitute a running back in for one of the wide receiver spots, then we would have come in ahead of Connor there. Obviously, that's that's kind of a silly what if because that's that, that's just not the structure. You've got to get the other wide receiver points. And we would never have guessed that we'd be in a situation where not only did we not have a wide receiver in the flex, but we would have been sort of grateful to not have to play a second wide receiver. This team that Blair and I have done, um, we're looking at definitely having wide receivers and tight ends. We took the three good tight ends early. And I wouldn't be surprised if there are some weeks where we have a tight end, obviously in the tight end spot, but then the second and third tight ends take those two flex positions. And so your wide receivers, whoever the top guys are there in that circumstance are going to have scored a ton of points. But then we have these seven late running backs. Obviously, this is a team built to where, you know, Jonathan Taylor needs to stay healthy. It's not built with sort of contingencies in place for him to get hurt. But you look at these guys that we selected and we took Jarek McKinnon in round 14 I thought this was interesting that he gets to this spot because there are some guys drafted ahead of him like Chuba Hubbard, Sony Michelle, Trey Sermon, Gus Edwards, Kyron Williams. All of those guys, I think, are in a little bit worse of a situation. Daryl Williams was taken several rounds ahead. Now, McKinnon is a free agent, and it's very possible that he doesn't resign with the Chiefs, but the Chiefs are in this situation where he was the only guy in the last several years that's given them really what they need at the running back position. Once they franchise Orlando Brown and try and attack some of their other weaknesses, they're not going to have any money, right? And so as you're trying to fill in behind Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who's likely still to get you know at least one more chance to be the starter and hopefully you know not a star, but emerging as an above average starter, they're still going to need that complement, and McKinnon is going to be inexpensive because teams are going to see, well, I mean, even with the Kansas City Chiefs, <laughs> he wasn't really used until the very end of the season. 
there are some other teams that are like the Chiefs that could use him, but I think in most of those situations too, you're thinking, okay, well, round 14, I'm okay with that if somebody can peel him away from Kansas City. So that actually seems like a pretty safe and pretty high upside pick. Now, nobody is safe, obviously, in this round 14 range, but I don't think that he can get killed by free agency. And so I like that pick there. And then our next pick in round 15 is Ronald Jones. And Jones had a bad year. There's no way to really soften that up. When he did get some chances, he didn't really flash compared to, you know, a Keyshawn Vaughn or, you know, whoever else they have there. And yet he's still young. We saw what he did in 2020. We know that he has the speed in the sort of fun article I did plotting out a variety of different scenarios and looking at all 32 teams and guessing where I thought guys would go and fit and work really well. I think it would make sense for him to sign a prove it deal with the Ravens. And I think it would make sense for the Ravens to let Gus Edwards go and go with Jones and JK Dobbins there. Jones would be the perfect fit for Baltimore, right? Because he doesn't have to catch the ball. You know, they're not going to throw to the running backs. They open some holes and then, you know, he has the speed to take at the distance. So again, at those prices, I really like those picks. You know, it's it's within the context of, yeah, I mean, nobody in round 14, 15 is a lock, but I was surprised that those guys were there in some ways. I'm glad we took the risk. I didn't necessarily think that they would come back around. Com- compare those players with some of the people going in that range, just to give people a feel. You know, Melvin Gordon was the 1103. Chris Carson was the 11-11 if he can come back from that neck injury and is in the mix to be the starter for the Seahawks. You'd have to love that value for him. Kenneth Gainwell in round 12, Miles Gaskins in round 13. The next picks after ours were Hines, which you could argue would have made sense to go with Jonathan Taylor, although we don't like really to do the handcuffs, Justin Jackson, J.D. McKissick, Deontay Foreman. You know, those guys sort of interesting too as veterans who could end up in good situations for 2022. Hey, this is Dave Cabin from the Rotoviz flagship podcast. I wanted to let you know that the podcast you are listening to right now is sponsored by BetterHelp. And I can speak from personal experience and tell you that if you or someone you love is struggling with depression, they're dealing with anxiety, Talking to somebody about it can make a huge difference, and that's what BetterHelp does. Within 48 hours of signing on with BetterHelp, they'll match you with a professional therapist. These therapists have a broad range of expertise that might not be available where you live. This is a worldwide service that's easy to use, allows you to get matched with a therapist that you can communicate with, you can send messages, get thoughtful responses, you can even schedule weekly video or phone sessions. You can talk through anything that you need and BetterHelp is committed to facilitating therapeutic matches that can give you all of the benefits of traditional offline therapy. They want you to start living a happier life today and I believe that talk therapy is one of the ways that you can do that. Visit their website, www.betterhelp.com forward slash reviews to hear and read some of their testimonials. Again, you're going to want to visit BetterHelp, Better H-E-L-P, and join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. 
And we have a special offer for Rotoviz listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash Rotoviz. Can't recommend how important and how helpful talk therapy can be. So please check it out. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think what's really interesting, Sean, when we look through some of the players that are going in, that range is how, I guess we'll say, the mighty have fallen. I can see in round 13, we have LaVisca Chenault in there. That one breaks my heart from last season's hype, uh, from where we were expecting things to go with him. I think it's going to be interesting to see where some of these other guys, there's like you know, there's kind of free agency questions around a lot of these guys. Somebody like Kenny Galdi, who's with the, the Giants, um, really had a terrible season. It wasn't somebody we were really looking to have on rosters but I, I don't know it'd be the same this year I think but he's going in the the 14th round I think the running backs going in that range you took Jared McKinnon I think your argument there for him is very valid um the only other way I really see maybe if the Chiefs move away from that is to draft some a replacement in the draft you know and, and get somebody on a rookie contract but McKinnon's probably going to end up on the, the veteran minimum, so it would make sense for him to keep him there. But we do have Sony Michelle going in that range with Chubba Hubbard, but you know, with Christian McCaffrey back, it really is going to take a significant impact to Hubbard's value. And value did or Hubbard did get his opportunity this past year and those flashes there, but it, it wasn't what we had hoped heading into the season. In that range, Sean, I think the picks that you've made, I think they're basically as well with us drafting at this point of the offseason, the upside of a lot of those guys, like a Ronald Jones as well, is is so high that I think it makes sense to, to take those guys in there. There's you know, players going in there like Kendrick Bourne, or probably at where Kendrick Bourne's ceiling is, even with this particular season. So a lot of the guys going in here feel like this is where they should be going. Then we have somebody like Marvin Jones going in the the late 15th round so there is players who we may be able to find spots there but like you said earlier with pete and what pete pete has shared over the years and we've talked about when you get into this spot the wide receiver values are are very very limited and then we're getting into situations where 
the running back values are, are standing out. And when I'm looking through this board and what players are remaining, it is the running backs that I would be looking to target in this range. Even somebody like Trey Sermon, who pretty much had a non-existent rookie season, is going in the 14th round. Like I think there's some interesting values here where at the running back position it might not work out for you, but there's a, a lot of upside with those guys. Tight end as well, as we've talked about a lot, it dries up very, very quickly once you get into those double-digit rounds, especially once you go past, I think, round 11, you're getting into, you know, there's not a lot of those guys after that point that are going to have have big seasons. Somebody who's interesting in that really late range that things could turn out if, if Rodgers ended up back in Green Bay, Robert Tonyan is going in the 17th round, maybe somebody there brevin jordan did have some flashes as a rookie he's going in the 17th round so there's some tight ends there but i think you're starting to take shots that it's not going to work out on a, a very consistent basis there the other players sean that are in there is the the quarterbacks and you did uh well on on, on thursday we talked through some of your tiers but there's a lot of guys going in that range that would fit into it. you did take ryan Tannehill in the 12th round and we've touched on him a few times but Again, once we go past that 12th round, we talk about the quarterback windows when we're drafting in best ball. After we get out of that 12th round, there isn't a huge amount to excite you in those ranges. The one player that you mentioned that was interesting that didn't get drafted um, in this one is Sam Howell, who you have in your tiers at number 27, but you mentioned 31 quarterbacks drafted in this, and he didn't go off the board. So with that in mind and getting Tannehill and getting your quarterback earlier in the draft as well, is that something that in hindsight or maybe in future drafts that you look to attack and hold off? The only problem with that is you're you're looking for a very specific scenario that may not play out the same way in another draft. So it is a case that pretty much we're going to be doing very similar to what we, th- we did in, in previous years. And those later round picks are going to be a lot more running backs based on, on having taken those wide receivers early and to try and get those quarterbacks in the quarterback window. So that that window is is a little bit tighter. It feels like this year if you're going true, true late round quarterback. Yeah, and the late round quarterback, it, any given year, something that hasn't worked could work because it relies very specifically on individual players and the types of seasons that they have. But one of the things that has been interesting is the late round QB has not been effective in best ball and when i think of late round qb I'm, I'm more or less talking about an extreme version of it not necessarily the original version of it that jj articulated but really waiting for these late guys one of the things that we have seen is that and again it depends on your format and the number of rounds that you have whether two qb or three qb is the way to attack uh, these different best ball leagues but even in the leagues where two qb is the way to play it the thing that we find is that three QB will work, but it still mostly works when you take all three of those quarterbacks in the window. It's not something where it works because you're getting this great value late. And so I think that after you get past Ryan Tannehill, you know, maybe there's an interesting argument for Daniel Jones if he could get healthy and then the new coaching staff there makes him sort of a, you know, a destitute person's version of uh, Josh Allen, you know, maybe Mac Jones takes the next step. Obviously, he's losing his offensive coordinator. There are questions about if they really have the pieces or the desire to upgrade his weapons after, you know, they made a big push in that category last offseason and, you know, got a little bit of production from those guys that they brought in, but definitely not anything that is franchise changing. You know, 
I would still like to think there's a slight chance that Zach Wilson takes a big step in year two. And we do see the quarterbacks take a big step in year two. So some of the expectations that we've had uh, for these rookies, you know, after seeing what Justin Herbert did, you know, maybe that's uh, the wrong way to think about it. And, you know, you're getting actually a discount on Jones and Wilson, but it's probably more something that if you're going to wait, go ahead and wait longer. Cause once you've missed the window, there's no need to reach. Right, you're going to get good value to other positions. You know, take someone like a Jimmy Garoppolo late, assuming that they move him to a team that is at least decent, and he's going to get you some points. But unless he gets moved into a fantastic situation, stays healthy, takes the next step forward, and is in a more attacking scenario, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to be someone who, even at a good price, really does a lot for you, especially when you're talking about winning tournaments. And so, yeah we just keep going back to it you've got to get those guys in that window call them a little bit more what we did here at running back it comes back in round 16 daryl henderson goes in the interim he doesn't come back to us so we take a couple of rookies we go with rashad white and brian robinson jr we were also debating tyler algier who probably is the guy who has the best chance to emerge as you know sort of a, a two down plus starter all three of these guys have size especially robinson and algier all three of them have pass catching ability especially white and robinson and they have the potential to fall into at least a committee type of role which then you know we know once someone is in a committee then you are an injury away from getting the kind of workload that every once in a while will be very valuable in fantasy and so we kind of wanted the size production receiving profiles here to where these guys are going to be considered for some important touches some high value touches even if they're in a committee now these guys could fall completely out of drafts if their landing spots are worse than we're hoping or if their reality draft position ends up being very very bad they fall to this point because none of these guys necessarily profile as stars. They have some pretty serious warts on their resumes as well. And yet, with this class not having a ton of depth, it's also tricky to see scenarios where guys who do have this sort of size receiving profile, size decent athleticism profile, are going to, you know, fall all the way to round six or seven so you probably have a little bit of floor baked in but part of it too is that we needed all three players in order to have a realistic chance of one of them coming through yeah and i think overall again i'm looking forward to getting into these drafts i have the itch uh you know i, I mentioned when the season ends that it doesn't be, <laughs> doesn't be long coming back around again to, to get back into drafting some teams and uh, drafting is i think my favorite part of fantasy football in general so looking forward to getting into some more of these uh, over the next couple of weeks sean we're going to finish up with a recommendation i don't know i might put you on the spot for one today but i went with something that's a little bit out there i'm guessing sean hasn't sat down to watch this one um himself it's one that uh, i mentioned i think a couple of weeks ago uh, something that i like to do now with our daughter is a uh, movie night and now the problem is is like she wants movie nights on like tuesday wednesday thursday friday <laughs> the reason is that uh, she gets to have some candy and some sweets when that does arrive so uh, we did last saturday sit down we watched sing to some of the parents out there probably know what i'm talking about 
with Sing One, but uh, I enjoyed this one. Cartoon film, um, like most cartoon films, uh, there's animals who, of course, this one's a musical. But the the big shout out to this one is I'm a big U2 fan, um, and Bono was actually voicing one of the characters in this. There's some U2 music in it, so if you're a U2 fan out there, uh, this might be a, a kids movie that is for you uh, as they as they play a couple of U2s kind of greatest hits throughout it so that is sing to uh, check that one out um uh, hopefully some people will enjoy it but sean maybe you'll give the the growing ups out there a suggestion as well this week we're trying to appeal to the uh the younger demographic i don't know if we're trying to appeal to the kids watching sing sing to well there are a lot of people who are looking for good content for the whole family for the children so that will probably work in nicely there column i don't have little ones so i have not been watching sing um but i did get a chance to check out for all mankind as many listeners know we're kind of going through the different streaming services trying to find some good content you're gonna be able to sean recommend the best streaming service that's what we'll start then they, they are pretty well balanced, I would say. And you kind of get the amount of content that you are paying for. It's been fun to see Netflix actually coming out with some content that you wouldn't expect to find on CBS or ABC. I don't know why you would subscribe to Netflix because CBS and ABC are free if you want to watch formula police dramas or reality shows. But Netflix doing a little bit better as of late. Obviously we had the break because a lot of filming couldn't be done there for reasons that unfortunately we're all too familiar with, but also with the pandemic, uh, many of us have dried up our well, so to speak, in terms of the queue and, and the shows that we're looking for. So have been exploring the different streaming services, do have the Apple Plus right now. Obviously Ted Lasso on there is fantastic, but you go beyond that, and one of the shows that has gotten fantastic reviews and is pretty interesting is For All Mankind, which is an alternate history version of the space race between the U.S. and the USSR, a scenario in which the Soviet Union actually gets to the moon first and then sort of spurs more of a real race and more of a development of the space programs in both countries than what we saw. Now, that's not to say that we didn't have a you know several-decade push by nasa everyone is familiar with the shuttle programs and, and that kind of thing but it, it's a much bigger deal and and more built out and more of a a race there's more drama with how everything plays out in the show for all mankind very well done its creator ronald d moore is someone who did a lot of work with star trek over the years uh, for those of us who loved the Battlestar Galactica reboot, and I would say love the, the first half of it. Obviously, the second sort of portion of that <laughs> went down the drain. But someone who also has worked on Outlander. Now, Outlander is a show that I was a little disappointed with, and so that part of it doesn't appeal to me as much. But this is obviously a very talented person in charge, but then we also have a fantastic cast with Joel Kinnaman, who has been involved in all kinds of cool things, and you know we always still refer to him as holder from the killing but did a nice job in the show hannah as well which is on amazon prime 
But then the real star, Michael Dorman, who was the lead character in what well, I'm, I'm starting to consider column a true contender the more that I sort of compare and think about the show's Patriot. For anybody who hasn't watched Patriot, you got to go back and watch that. It's probably the only show that's remotely competitive with Deadwood as the best show of all time. The sad thing in this is that our superstar, our lead character from Patriot, uh, he is an astronaut. He does play a little bit more of a womanizer, drinker, what have you. So not necessarily the lead that you're looking for. It doesn't have the same flair from his character in Patriot, who is one of the coolest characters in movie, or I should say television history, but a fantastic cast, lots of great female astronauts in the show as well. And just getting ready to start into season two, where we jump forward into the Reagan era. There are some different presidents in this. It is an alternate history, but Ronald Reagan, not surprisingly so dominant in terms of the presidential politics at the time, he does still win election. And then uh, we're, we're into the 80s, right? So if you have interest in some of the things happening late 60s, 70s, now into the 80s, there's that flair as well. I know there are a number of shows that have been very popular in the last five to 10 years because they do focus on uh, some of these time periods that people are either nostalgic for or didn't live through and are interested in and want to find out some things about. And so, so many great things, but an alternate history space race, you can't beat that. Yeah, and I think I, I haven't checked that out. I think I will. My question to Sean, usually after we finish recording these ones is, you know, is that suitable to watch if there's a child in the room? And this one looks like it might be one that fits that bill. They're always the difficult part. Anything I see pop up on Netflix, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to watch that. And then like, you know, you're like three minutes into the episode and you're like, yeah, this isn't gonna <laughs> this isn't gonna work. So uh yeah, hopefully I'll I'll check that one out. But yeah, listeners, uh we had a lot of fun last year when we got recommendations from you guys um in terms of some of the stuff you were suggesting from books to films to tv shows so send them our way as well we'll talk through some of the better ones uh, or not the better ones but the the ones that we're going to try and catch up on ourselves on the show as always finishing up the show we can get yourself a 10 percent discount to rotavis nfl pass all you have to do is use the code rv radio 2021 at checkout or go to rotavis.com forward slash podcast for more information highly highly recommend if you haven't signed up take the leap sign up it's well well worth it you'll get uh, all the value for money that you can imagine with that subscription access to all of the content and tools and of course as well access to all of those articles coming from sean siegel blair anders curtis patrick and all the team on rotoviz.com so check that out make sure you're subscribed on all your favorite podcast platforms to the various rotoviz podcasts check out the shows up on youtube as well that's going to do us for this week we have three shows tuesday thursday and today on saturday if you haven't had a chance to check out some of the other ones head back and check it out and of course sean has been on with ben this week on uh, stadium bananas as well so check that one out as well my name is colin kelly you can follow me on twitter at overtime ireland my co-host is sean siegel check out his work up on rotaviz.com and until we're back with another show on tuesday have a good one Thank you for listening to Overtime on Rotoviz Radio. Please rate and review the Rotoviz Radio podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can contact us via email at rotovizradio at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz with a discount through the Rotoviz Radio homepage, rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. <laughs>